welcome to Cars Unfiltered, episode zero, where we really don't know what we're doing. We're figuring this out as we go along. Uh, but I am here with the Cars Unfiltered team. I'm Adam. Uh, I've got Tom over here. Hello. Yeah. yeah, Tom, say something. Yeah, yeah, Tom, say something. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, I, guess I, I guess I could make myself known. And then we've got, you already heard Mike as well. That's me. All right. So. Cool. All right, so, so yeah, maybe topic. we can, uh, well, actually, before we get to today's topic, maybe we can tell a little bit about Cars Unfiltered and cars, actually carsunfiltered.com um, and give just a little bit of a background on that you want to yeah. you want to give a stat take a stab at that mike so cars unfiltered is dot uh, com essentially what we're setting out to do is bring to you everything that we can think about about the auto industry and um enthusiasts within the auto industry from whatever life uh from whatever life experience they come from, right? So we're talking everything from 4x4s to slammed lowriders. Um, we're trying to capture everything, and we're trying to do it as raw as we can to show you how real people interact with cars. Yeah, and so we kind of have different backgrounds here. Um, I kind of hail from... So actually, I should point this out. We're all uh, living in Michigan at the moment, um, home of Motor City, Detroit, we don't all live in Detroit, but um, definitely have a lot one of exposure. Of Spend a lot of time there. A lot Some of car of history do. in the state. <laughs> um, one, one of us. Yep. One of us lives in Detroit, Tom. One, one of us does. Now yeah. you have to guess which one. <laughs> and if you win, if you guess which one correctly, um, you get the next episode for free. So, And it's the guy claiming um, Detroit. My... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my that may, not, that may not be a prize that anybody wants, Tom. Nobody wants that prize yet. <laughs> I know like, this is pretty rough. So we'll see. We'll see how <laughs> see how this regresses. But um, so, so my interest and background with cars, um, I like a lot of the newer stuff. Um, what's in my driveway right now? Uh, my wife has a 2010 Mariner. It's the good one though. B6 all-wheel drive Premier. Okay, uh, those are all good things in a for a Mercury Mariner. Uh, and then I also have a 2012 uh, Mustang V6. And before you judge, okay, you're like, oh, this car guy, he's got a V6 Mustang. Okay, now before before you go, he should have got a GT, which is true. Um, it's a performance pack. It's a six-speed manual, uh, and it has a lot of GT500 parts on it from the factory, plus some other things that I have done. And hopefully in the future, we'll do to make it much quicker. Um, and I also have a 2010 uh, Ford Raptor. And there we get to the good stuff. <laughs> Tom, yeah. you should, leave you the best for that. You still should have got a GT, Tom. I should have. And I also should have got the 6.2 Raptor, but I mean, that might be a story for another time. Yeah, yeah. but who, who really wants to replace 16 spark plugs every time they have to do that? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Mike, what about you? You uh, have a pretty interesting car history. Yeah, what's in so, your driveway? Uh, what's in my driveway right now? So I have well, in various driveways. Mus- <laughs> yeah, in various driveways. So currently, I have a '65 Mustang that's in pieces that I traded a, a running and driving Harley for. Um, there's also a '69 Torino that's in pieces because I took parts of it apart. Um, the instrument panel is actually in front of me on the kitchen table right now. 
Uh, let's see. There's a uh, there's a 1970 Mach one in the uh, in the garage, not technically the driveway, and that is in some state of disrepair currently. Um, <laughs> it does run. It does run though. Uh, Tom's laughing at me. Tom remembers when we went to go get that car in Ohio. Yeah. Thought I was nuts for buying it. Um, and then thought I was nuts more for changing it because he thought it was just a great black car that I could put an engine in trans in, but it wasn't. Is that is that uh, car streetable, Mike? Technically, yes. <laughs> it's technically street legal, but it's it a streetable. No. Are you are you comfortable driving it on the street every day? No, no, not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. That was the goal originally. I'm just gonna say, gas would cost me like most of my monthly paycheck, probably more than my mortgage. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I also have a 1935 Ford pickup that's at my dad's place, which is in Illinois, that also runs. I want to qualify that. It runs and will drive around his little small acreage there. Um, nice. But it also is not streetable, per se, in that nothing's bolted down, including most of the cab and uh, everything else. Plus, there's no doors and no windows. And the beds are going to fall apart. And yeah, yes, yeah, so that's those are my projects. But I also work for Ford. Um, but you're missing so I'm one. Technically, you, what what am I missing? I think you're missing one. Oh yeah, and and I have a '98 F one fifty. So there it is. Uh, Good stuff. That I paid I I think twenty four hundred dollars for six months ago or so. So it's not that. Now Mike. Six. Now now Mike. How how many? Oh, I was just going to yes. say how many spark plugs does that have? <laughs> That has six. Yeah, it, it yep. has six. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, but it's but it's four wheel drive, so that's something. Yeah. That's akin. That's akin to you saying that your V six Mustang has a performance pack. Like my. It's true. V, my V six truck has four wheel drive. Yeah, that's that's a good thing, unless you use it, and then you can't really go very fast. But you know, I understand. Oh, or anywhere really, but so Adam, what about you? <laughs> So actually, so, Adam, I want to introduce I want to introduce Adam's vehicle a little bit. Uh-oh. Adam actually has an interesting yes. Um, so Adam has actually spent some time in Texas, and when I first saw Adam's truck, oh, I shouldn't have said that much. When I first saw Adam's vehicle, um, I thought it was really cool looking, and there's actually a there's a lot more done to it than I originally thought. So go ahead. <laughs> So I have the uh, probably the least impressive driveway out of the three of us. Um, but as, as Tom said there, I uh, spent five years in Austin and picked up a lot of uh, Texas style down there. Um, I worked at a Ford dealership. I sold Ford Lincoln and Mercedes-Benz for a time. Um, but when I was at the Ford dealer, I had an older guy. Um, come in and trade in his 07 uh, F-150 crew cab, uh, XLT, XLT trim level. Um, I was able to pick that up for a steal because I worked at the dealer. Um, and I've just done a few things to it. I come from more of a custom car background. Um, used to have a lowered S10 back in the day. Um, so I like things that are a little bit customized. Um the truck has custom leather seats in it, um, has, oh, let's see, it's white with the gold trim on the bottom, so I added a um, full brush guard to the front that's custom matched 
to the trim. Um, added the King Ranch wheels and a spray and bed liner on it. So kind of went with the fake King Ranch look on it. But it's a nice truck. Except. What's that? Except on the back of your truck. I said except on the back of your truck. I believe that there is a badge, which as far as I know, is probably the only badge like that in Michigan. It isn't. Would you believe I've seen a couple of Texas editions? I don't believe it. I I was behind one the other day, a Texas edition F-150. It was a 2015, not a 2007, but yeah. Wow, I would not have expected that. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure we're going to have some listeners from Texas and everything. And you guys, you guys probably know that Texas edition, it's literally just the badge from Ford. <laughs> There's nothing else different <laughs> to the truck. It's just a badge. Um, it is, well, it most, is, however, are. <laughs> it is, however, for my Texas uh, listeners out here, it is infinitely better than the Oklahoma edition. wait wait there's an oklahoma ford makes an oklahoma edition f-150 would you believe that i would not believe that but now i guess i have to yeah you know actually i believe chevy and dodge both have state-based uh trims they do for texas dodge is uh the longhorn edition and uh which you do see actually outside of texas quite often um and chevy has a Chevy has a Texas edition uh, Silverado as well. Yeah. It's like Lone Star edition or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Got to have that Texas well, so, pride. <laughs> so so that's, yeah. So that's basically uh, where we're coming from and what we're kind of where we're at right now. Um, so now's the awkward part of the time in the podcast where we're going to try and make up a fake ad. Um because we don't have any sponsors yet. So, um, do you guys, anybody have an idea for an advertisement? Crickets. Have, have you tried shit cre- shaving cream recently? It's, uh, it's very good on your face, very smooth. I like to use it these days. Um, oh, I, recently yeah. got sent, I recently got sent a free bottle from Schick. And uh, even though I maintain a full beard, it's, uh, it's very smooth, very smooth. Oh, I, I imagine. my shaving experience that much better. Interesting. So do you use a straight razor on your legs? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually I do. Um, it's, it's difficult around the ankles, but I've for heard, the most part, it's very good. I've heard that as a common complaint. Um, interesting. I believe Schick actually makes special ankle um, razors, which are pink, I believe. Uh, yeah, I have I've not actually seen those. So, Tom, uh, let's ask Schick, our sponsor, to send us some pink ankle razors so that I can quit nicking my ankles. Cool. And uh, Schick, if you uh, listen and you like our content, um, we will definitely do a video of Mike um, shaving his ankles. So, and we'll be posting that on YouTube. Not it. I'm not so, filming there, that. There you go. That's not me. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> So yep. yeah, let's uh, move on so, from ankle shaving. What else do we got here? I don't. It feels it feels so awkward to move on from like <laughs> this All podcast right. brought to you by Schick Ankle Shavers. So so I'll I'll move us on here. I saw something really cool yeah. the other day. Um, it was an article actually on FordTrucks.com, which I don't think is affiliated with Ford at all. <laughs> um, but you know, as an F one fifty guy, this was talking about the F one fifty EcoBoost, and uh, you know, a lot of people were not a fan of that. Um, you know, Ford going to a turbo V six model in their truck, but 
apparently this thing is putting out like low 14 second quarter miles and beating out Hellcats and Camaros and definitely V6 Mustangs, Tom. Um, (laughs) And it's even a smaller leader. It's a smaller leader size than my Mustang, which is like makes it even worse. When these so these trucks came out when I um, worked for Ford and uh, when I was well when I worked for a Ford dealership like don't you know kill me for that one but <laughs> yeah, well you know somebody's got to sell the cars right right so it was really cool to actually get to see that come out I was a big fan of the you know the three and a half liter EcoBoost I think it's an awesome way to go to comply with the you know the EPA regulations and all the stuff coming down about you know. Um, mileage, um, but yeah, I, I'm but do a big they really get? Motor. Do they? Do they really get better mileage though? No, it's like so one my dad, or two. It's like two miles a gallon better than a comparable. And leader. and much so my, more my, horrible when you're towing. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Terrible that's what I was gonna say. Towing. It's terrible. My, my dad just got one, a 2013 with a three five in it, right? And mm-hmm. uh, they have this like hybrid, fairly light camper trailer that they take places. And before that, he had a 2005 F-150 with a 5.4 in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe <laughs> towing this trailer, which they've done many times, he gets less mileage uh, in the EcoBoost than he did with his 5.4, which is pretty crazy. He does, I think, though, I'll I, I put it this way. I don't think that he is driving in an economical fashion <laughs> now that he has all that power. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they added 10 miles an hour to their, you know, to their average speed. So well, that might factor in a little bit. Let's be honest. The, the real reason that you get better fuel economy with a 3.5 is it doesn't sound like a V8 when you get on it. So you get on it less often. <laughs> right. But yeah, I thought that was um, a pretty I was, cool article. Well, yeah, I, I was yeah. impressed by that article. Um, mostly from the standpoint of that you can have something that's that small of a displacement and increase the horsepower that much without significantly altering the stock components, right? Because I'm fairly certain, I didn't look into the details on that kit, but I'm fairly certain that it's not something that's changing the internals of the engine, mm-hmm. right? So, so I doubt that you're replacing connecting rods and the crankshaft and pistons and things like that. Um, I imagine it's probably a larger turbo, a different chipset, a bunch of fuel injector rails, things of that nature, right, that you're going to be changing. And it's, so it's wait, impressive that, that stock components can take that. Let's recap real quick. So, this, so what they're saying is that somebody went and did, started offering a kit for the EcoBoost. Maybe I missed that when we started. No, out. no, actually. So what they're saying is, you know, the, the, the stock EcoBoost is pulling low 14 second quarter miles. Right. Um, but there's okay. a company out there called brew city boost and they have a bunch of performance parts for the EcoBoost engine. Um, but the one that was featured in the article just had a, a tune on it. And uh, mm-hmm. exhaust. And so with a tune and exhaust, according to this article, it's now pulling low 12s. Yeah. So yeah, actually, that, I just That's did... impressive, actually. That's very impressive. Yeah, I missed that the first time I read it. Yeah, so actually, I was just researching this for my dad's truck. And actually, I want to try and move on to the next uh, the next topic real quick. But um, yeah, there's actually, there's a tuning company, and I'm drawing a blank for it in the moment. Hashtag show notes for next time. Um, but... 
Yeah, with essentially they had a couple things. Like even they added an intake and stuff, and the truck went from like three what is it three sixty five or something three seventy five horsepower. Yeah, up to I want to say it was like very. It was it was at least a hundred. It's like a hundred hundred twenty five horsepower increase. Really? Um, yeah, and you're talking about like I don't know, probably two thousand dollars in upgrades. Wow. So. You know that's a that's some pretty cheap horsepower, which is something you know that turbo, you know, um, turbo engines are able to provide. Right. Cool. Um, I got so, distracted uh, watching a video. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to to that, that okay. link that Adam sent earlier. I got distracted watching the video of the Mustang or of the truck racing cars. So, yeah. <laughs> it's impressive. It's, it's impressive. So, so we'll have the links to these in the show notes and the actual show notes. Um, to click on and check out too. So I wanted to bring up something like, obviously we all know that Tesla has like been causing a ruckus in the electric scene. Right. Um, but apparently there's just on Ars Technica today that, um, today, which is September 26th, that Dyson, you know, the vacuum people, um, they said they're going to spend $2.7 billion with a B developing an electric car. And their team is already 400 strong. Um, and they have people from veterans, they say, from Aston Martin, Tesla, and BMW. Hmm. So, um, yeah, that could be very interesting. Can you imagine a car that looks like a Tesla vacuum? That- Dyson vacuum, Tom. Uh, oh, yeah, a Tesla, Tesla vacuum. Yeah, yeah, Tesla vacuum. Can <laughs> yeah, you imagine no, I, Tesla, I Tesla making vacuums? <laughs> that could be interesting. They wouldn't. They just have a really large uh, touch screen on them, and that's that's pretty much it. And you'd have to take it to the nearest supercharging station. Yes, yes, you would. All right. Yeah. So, no. The interesting thing that I got out of this article so far is that, uh, oh, where was it? Um, the plan is to use a solid state battery. Yeah. Rather than a lithium ion or anything, that's fairly impressive. Huh. Yeah, I to be honest with you, I don't really know very much about solid state batteries, and I should. I, I arguably know less than I should know about them, um, but so this is something that brings up an interesting point, right? So within Ford, I work on the uh, pre-planning, like strategic uh, studies and things like that. So while I can't officially talk in that capacity on here, this is my opinion, and my opinion of this is that. From the automotive uh, perspective right now, what legacy manufacturers have to worry about is somebody like Dyson or LG or Tesla, et cetera, et cetera, coming out and actually deciding that they want to spend money to build a car, right? Because as we go more and more towards autonomous vehicles and things, people aren't going to care as much about the shape of the car. I mean, honestly, go look outside in any parking lot outside of any mall that you want to currently. And you're not, you can't really tell the difference near as much as you could have in the 60s, 70s, 50s, whatever, between manufacturers, right? Mm-hmm. And that's going to continue, I think, uh, as we move more and more towards the autonomous vehicles and battery electric vehicles and things of that nature. And so you've got players like Dyson who can actually come in and... Uh, they can capitalize on what their strengths are, which is making motors and making batteries and things of that nature. To, I mean, those things scale, right? So you can, to a point, but they scale. 
So you could have somebody that's very good at what they do in this realm and up market it essentially. And all they would have to do is partner with somebody like LG to create the infotainment and entertainment systems and electronics and things like that. And boom, there you go. You have a legitimate competitor to legacy automakers. Right. So like Apple. Who has basic Apple has basically two point seven billion dollars is probably like their you know monthly electric bill. Yeah, right. It, I mean, let's be honest. If Apple decided today that they wanted to go out and buy Fiat and start developing an electric car, or not Fiat, but uh, FCA Group, I guess they could. They could completely afford to buy Chrysler. Cash and that would gain. Yeah, and that would gain them. Everything they wanted to, and all they would have to do then is figure out how to make it jive with their technology, and there you go. Right. You want to know something scary? I'm, I'm not saying that's not a small thing, but that's a thing, yeah. You want to know something scary? Let's, what, what do you got, Tom? How much? What's Ford's market cap right now, roughly? Less than Apple's. Well, no, but like, what, yeah, like, what, do you know what it is? I don't know offhand, no. I think it's like $50 billion, okay? Roughly. Apple has enough cash to buy Ford five times. That's, Just to put yeah, some Ford's things into market, scale. Ford's market cap right now is $47.38 billion as of hey. close, close of markets today. Hey, I was close. I got some fact, facts close on this thing today. I just want to take note. <laughs> that I, all right, yeah. all right. We'll write that one down. Okay, yes. I'm going to put a little star on my whiteboard. Um, so this is actually, the again, you know, the awkward part of the podcast where, you know, we have to make up an advertisement. Um, do you guys have any other ideas <laughs> for, for an advertisement? Brought to you by Lucas Apple. Oil. Luke, lubricating, Lucas Oil. Your, lubri, lubricating your engine since 1942. I actually have no idea when Lucas Oil was started, but it sounded good, so let's go with that. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Okay, that was awful. I'm, I'm going to go I with mean, good I, enough for who it's for. <laughs> <laughs> which, currently, which currently is the three of us <laughs> I mean mm. you're assuming that no. okay if there is anybody else listening to this out there we love you just FYI <laughs> oh yeah and, and thank you for putting up with our shenanigans completely yeah oh it's gonna get I worse that's, that's I what promise I promise I, I promise you it will get worse but also better shenanigans will get worse yes. quality will get better exactly yep which I think is a good trend I would, yeah. Um, cool. So, let's see. Do we have anything else that was interesting going on? Um, car no, there's, related. There's tons of interesting stuff. It's just how long do people want to listen to us today? <laughs> well, as True. as True. we've uh, as we've branded this, this is officially Manufacturer Monday, even though it's a Tuesday. That is true. Uh, True. So when you when you're listening to this, it will be released on a Monday, and it will be Manufacturer Monday. So you can expect to hear updates from us every Monday about industry trends. Yeah, and things things goings on goings on in the industry. Um, yeah. So I guess another thing to just mention a couple things real quick since we're talking about electric cars. Um, Apple or I don't know Apple sure. Um, Tesla, right, is kind of the one who forced the auto industries to like take action, uh, with you know with the the Roadster and then the Model S and now the Model Three and then the Model or the Model X and the Model Three and now a pickup truck and a semi and blah blah blah, um, which is amazing. Um, 
then also, you know, BMW with the i8 and i3 and the Nissan Leaf, if you want to go there, the Chevy Bolt. Um, but now, okay, the tides have turned, gentlemen. It's getting real. Electric vehicles, electric-based transportation is getting real because, well, I guess real like it was back in 1890 when the first cars were actually electric anyway. But um, well, technically, the first cars were steam-powered. Um, sure. And okay. electric didn't co- electric didn't come around until like 1900 because electricity was introduced to the Chicago World's Fair in 1893, so like 1901. But anyways, go on. Are you 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 wanna? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna double check my facts real quick later, and then we're <laughs> gonna hash this out. Um, but yeah, so Porsche, which I did pronounce it correctly, which we can talk about later. That's, that's, a, that's a further <laughs> topic for further discussion, there, sir. It it is. It will go. It'll go. It'll, it'll be a deep dive. Um, I will which, not have that conversation. I'm not part of that one. <laughs> this is a really long intro I'm doing for this thing. Okay, so Porsche has launched the mission. Is launching the Mission E, um, which is an all electric Porsche between somewhere between, in, not quite a Panamera, um, but not quite you know like a Cayman or something as well. And to be honest, guys, that that has me very interested. Um. Like, you know, you know, Porsches are known to just to be like bomb proof, right? And the idea of that for an electric vehicle is really—I don't know—I think it's exciting. The um, prototypes and stuff for it look really awesome. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm the only Person- one. Like, what do you guys think? Personally, I think it would be way more exciting to see an electric Volkswagen Beetle, <laughs> um, but only <laughs> if it was like one of the ones that was produced in Mexico up until like 1990. You know, so we're talking like Super Beetle style. We could do Her- that, you know. That's not a big deal. We could do that. What, what was it? Herbie the Love Bug? Was that his name? Herbie or Kirby or one of those two? Yeah, Herbie with an H. But, but if, you, if Herbie was electric, then it would be impressive. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess uh, we'll have a link to a picture of a Beetle and the Mission E. And <laughs> you guys and can And you guys can vote. Vote? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cool, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's actually all we have for right now. Um, you know, a lot of the episode was just our intro and stuff, which we'll try and, like, get a little bit shorter and have more news added to further uh, yeah, Manufacturer Monday podcast. And, yeah. Anything else you guys want to say to yeah, our, this... our lovely listeners? <laughs> uh, well, I, I do want to point out one thing. Um, where can everybody check us out next, Tom? Like, where are we, plan- huh. are we planning on being at any events? You know, Mike, that was an excellent question, and not hardly cued. Um, <laughs> you can check us out on carsunfiltered.com, and that's all one word smooshed together, which is nice. Uh, and then we're also on Instagram as Cars Unfiltered, and Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and yeah, just shoot us a message, shoot us a question. If there's anything you'd like us to research, we could do that and talk about it. Um, And also, Mike's phone right, number Adam. is. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's give Adam's phone number, not my phone number. <laughs> yeah, it. You know, on the on the subject of where people can uh, can kind of see us out and about, you know, our calendar is looking pretty light for October. Um, so, if anybody knows of anything in the Mid Michigan area going on, um, you know, shoot us a message. Hit us up on uh, you know on Twitter or, you know. We have a contact form on the site. You know, we can do that. But 
Instagram. You know, you guys let us know if there's yep. places uh, in the mid Michigan, you know, anywhere from Detroit to Grand Rapids, um, anything going on that you'd like us to cover. I mean, we'd love to see it. We'd love to see all the different um, things that car enthusiasts in in the area or even in the whole country are into. You know, everybody's got their little niche, and we'd love to check them out and uh, and feature them. And we and do have some pretty cool swag. So if you find us somewhere out and about, ask us for some swag. We'll get you stickers or something like something. that because everyone likes stickers. And as everybody knows about Instagram, it all goes down in the DM. So <laughs> if, uh, you know, occasionally, not often, but occasionally, if somebody uh, shoots some high-quality pictures or covers an event, um, we're actually probably going to have multiple places that will be posting pictures outside of Instagram. So... Um, if you'd like something like that featured and maybe show off to a you know a larger audience or platform, shoot us shoot us a message, a DM in the Instagrams. And then also we have to ask, we have to beg, we have to plead with you guys to please subscribe. That would be awesome. Yes, please. On follow, subscribe, like, whatever adjective, uh, verb, verbative, adjective. First. The first 100 subscribers, as long as you DM the Instagram account, uh, will get a signed copy of Tom's high school yearbook picture. <laughs> I will make that happen. I will make that happen for the first 100 subscribers. No joke. That that would be hilarious. I'm game with that. That would be hilarious. I like it. Um, and I'm not going to say why, because you guys will find out when you uh, get it in the mail. <laughs> Nice. All right, on, cool. on that note, this is Cars Unfiltered. This was episode zero, and thanks for listening. Do, 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 do.